this is Jaden. Um, he. Hi guys. Yeah, he Hi. looks like he's thirty, but he's not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, take it away, Jaden. Thanks. What an introduction. <laughs> wow. All right, guys. Cool. So this morning, I uh, I woke up. I got ready. I was about to go to work as normal. But for some reason, I felt like I needed to take my journal with me to work. And I didn't know why. Uh, just so you're aware, I literally never take my journal to work, ever. You know, it doesn't even cross my mind. I think, okay, I'm going to work. Like, I'll listen to the Lord, but I'm still there to work, you know? And for some reason, this morning, I felt this tugging on my heart to take my journal to work. Um, and I didn't know it was from the Lord at the time. I just felt like, you know, if he says anything, I want to be able to capture it. Um, so I brought my journal, and then I get a text at uh, 7.30, like literally as I'm just getting into the flow of things. And Lex is like, hey, man, you should talk tonight. And I was like, talk? Oh, yeah, you mean like add the conversation and all that kind of stuff because I've been a little bit, you know, less talkative than normal lately. He noticed, you know? And he's like, no, like preach. And I'm like, huh, that's funny. He's like, no, thanks. I'm like, all right. So, um like he said, this was all kind of decided this morning. Um, and I'm just going to talk about what's on my heart. Is that cool with you guys? Yes. Yes. Sweet. Well. It's okay with me. Cool. Thanks, Lex. Appreciate that. Cool. So before we jump in here, i got a quick question for you guys. Um, I'd like multiple of you to answer. I know I'm asking a lot here, especially given the last couple of weeks in our uh, collective silence. Um, <laughs> But I'd like to ask you a starting question, okay? You ready for this? What is the Sabbath? Hmm. Hmm, is right. Would you like to add to that? Talking to me? Hmm. <laughs> um, well... I think that the Sabbath is Sunday and that it's a time dedicated to spending time with the Lord and not working. Cool. Good. Anybody else? Anything else? Any thoughts? It's a day of uh, rest. Zach kind of touched on it with no work, but it's dedicated to the, the Lord. Cool. Sweet. Anybody else? One more, guys. I know. This is really tough. I'm pulling teeth here. Give me something. Feel my pain. I thought we guys. Katie, what's the Sabbath? It's holy. I, don't know. I was going to say day of rest. Cool. Yeah. So I've been kind of um, thinking about this idea of the Sabbath a lot, right? Um, it's a word that's thrown around a lot, obviously, because it is a day that happens once a week, right? Um, but I think that growing up, I didn't necessarily have a full depth of understanding of what it actually meant, right? Um, I heard basically everything that you guys have heard before, right? I heard that it was a day of rest. 
Um, and for me, I thought, okay, so physical rest, that's awesome. God knows that I'm chugging away, you know, six days a week. So he knows that I need rest, right? He knows I need to recuperate, rejuvenate, do whatever I want to do. You know, it's kind of like my time that he's given to me to do whatever I want, right? And that's kind of the way that I grew up. Um, but as I've grown my relationship with the Lord, I've learned that it's a lot more than that. And there's actually a lot of errors in my thinking in that. Um, I don't think the Sabbath is always just a day of physical rest, but it's like a day to eat and be in the presence of God, you know, um, literally just a day that's dedicated to him to be in his presence. Um, and that's a big deal. You know, his presence is incredible. Like if you've ever taken the time to just sit down um, with no agenda, right? And just to be in his presence, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So I think that's more what the Sabbath is. Um, fun, but I guess kind of related fact, um, the Sabbath was originally Saturday. Um, that's the way that the week was set up um, for the Jews, and they actually still observe the Saturday to this day. Um, the only reason we can Sunday is because it is believed uh, that Jesus, um, we call it Easter Sunday, right? So when he died on the cross, it was a Sunday. Or just kidding. You know what I mean. When he rose again, it was a Sunday, and that's why it flipped. Um, same difference, right? Death, resurrection, same thing. Um, yeah, cool. All right, so real quick, um, I'm going to go ahead and transfer to a scripture here. We're going to go ahead and start in Mark 2, verse 23. Cool? So if you guys all want to flip there real quick. And just so everybody's aware, um, I'm going to be reading out of the ESV. Um, this story is actually in all three Gospels that include John doesn't touch on it, but the other three do. So um, when I see something that like pops out in multiple Gospels, it starts to stick out to me, you know? Everybody there? Madison. Madison. We good? Cool. All right. So I'm going to start in verse 23. One Sabbath, he was going through the grain fields. Anyone want to take a wild guess at who he is? Anybody? Jesus. Thank you, Blake. Let's go. Good job. All right. One Sabbath, he was going through the grain fields, and as they made their way, his disciples began to pluck heads of grain. 24. And the Pharisees were saying to him, Look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? Verse 25. And he said to them, Have you never read what David did when he was in need and was hungry, he and those who were with him? Verse 26. How he entered the house of God in the time of Abathar the high priest and ate bread of the presence, which it is not lawful for anybody but the priest to eat, and also to those who were with him. And he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man, Lord of even the Sabbath. Um, I think there's a lot to unpack here, you know. Um, first glance, the first thing that pops out to me is that when David was in need, he knew exactly who his provider was and he knew where to find him. You know, that's a big deal. It says right here, you know, when David was in need, he knew exactly where to go. The first place he went was the temple, right? And he ate the bread of the presence of the Lord. I just think that it's a beautiful metaphor. And not only did he like fill a physical need, but a spiritual one as well. You know, 
I just think it's really, really beautiful. And he ran to God first, you know? How often do I find myself running to everything before God? You know, I used to joke around and I used to say, well, I've tried everything else, so I might as well pray, you know? Um, and it's just this whole mindset of like, okay, who do we look to in times of struggle? Who do we look to in times of need? You know, am I my provider or is God, you know? Yeah, that's good. It's a big deal. Good word. And then he goes on to say, the Sabbath is made for us, right? The Sabbath is made for us. So God knows that it's important that we dedicate time to him. God knows it's important that we get aligned with him, you know, and it was important and he made it for us. That's why he established it. Now, I've got another quick question for you guys, okay? How many commandments do you think the Lord gave to the Jews? Oh, shoot. 380? 380-something. All right. Price is right rules, guys. Closest without going over. Anybody else want to take a stab at it? I think I went over. 381. Ooh. 2. Oh my goodness, you guys are ruthless. I'm Anybody? going 360. 360. 360? Cool. 369. All right. Anybody? We good? All right, guys. Well, I think Blake said 382, right? Yeah. Blake, you're correct. The commandments in Jewish law number to 613. Oh, shoot. I was way off. Whoa. <laughs> I thought I was exactly right. <laughs> and the crazy part about this, you have to remember the Jews used the Torah as the supreme law of their faith, which only contains the first five books of the Old Testament. Right? Now, I won't have the argument about whether a lot of these are very legalistic and whether they're all directly from the Lord or if they kind of established them. We won't have that talk. But... There are 613 things that they think that they need to do and check off in order to inherit the kingdom of God, right? I don't know about you, but that's a lot to remember, you know? That seems like a pretty high standard to live by, you know? And here's the thing I want to talk about real quick. Does anybody know the Ten Commandments? Like, how many can we name? Start naming them off. I don't care who it is. Do not steal. Cool. Love your neighbors yourself. Cool. Do not Do murder. Not Do not commit adultery. Do not give false testimony. <clears throat> no false gods. Good. Honor your mother and father. Well done. Do not covet. Beard already said that one. Really? I don't think so. Yeah, he did. Maybe he might have. It only matters if Jaden counted or not. <laughs> yeah, I'll get to 11 and be very confused. Anything else, guys? Cool. Well, the fourth commandment, in case anybody was wondering, was remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Right? So it's a big deal. Like, it's not just a big deal to us, but it's a big deal to God, too, you know, because he knows that we need it, and he desires it for us, too, you know? So out of these 613 laws, just a quick picture I want to paint for you is that when Moses went up to Mount Sinai for the first time, and God gave him the law and established the law, that made the top 10, you know? It's a big deal. So 
I think in, uh, in that way, we should probably pay attention to it, right? So let's dig into it just a little bit deeper. Cool. So we have to remember that we need Jesus and our dedicated time with him is sacred. You know, I actually, uh, I looked up, I prepared this. And then right before we started worship, I looked up the definition of holy just because I felt led to. Um, and originally I always used the definition of my own life set apart, right? Made sacred. And the definition in actuality um, is dedicated or consecrated to God, sacred, you know? So the commandment is not just to remember the Sabbath, but to observe and keep it holy. Remember, to dedicate it to God, to make it consecrated and sacred. That's a big deal, you know? It's a big deal. I think it paints a bigger picture than, oh, thank goodness, I just get to have a day of physical rest and do whatever I want, you know? <laughs> cool. Well, in John 6, 35, Jesus then paints the picture and says, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will not hunger, and he who believes in me will not thirst. This is a pretty big statement here, right? And I think it paints a beautiful picture. Here we go back to Mark 2, and I see that David, right, knew that he was struggling, knew that he was hungry. And he knew exactly where to run. You know, he ran to the Lord. He ate the bread of the presence. Does that make sense? Well, Jesus is now calling himself the bread of life. That's pretty cool, huh? So Jesus is making the same declaration to us. Hey, whenever you are in need, whenever you are in hunger, you can run to me and hunger no more. You know, it's a foreshadowing of what he declared just now in John 6. I think it's really cool. Yeah. If I'm the only one, that's totally okay. I think it's really cool. <laughs> now, I think the other piece um, that's important when it comes to the Sabbath is that it's the day to build relationship too. You know, when I dedicate my time to somebody, it's because I want to build a relationship with them. You know, when I dedicate my time with somebody, it's so that I can be in their presence and get to know them better. You know? I think it's a beautiful thing. And I think it's exactly what we're called to. It kind of all goes back to this whole idea of intimacy with the father. You know, I know we talk about it all the time and I don't want to like drive it into the ground here, but intimacy with the father is really, really important. You know, I was thinking a lot about today and like how to prepare. And um, I started getting closer with my parents recently, crazy. And, um, one of the uh, things that I've noticed about my parents' relationship, just seeing it from the outside in, is that my mom really, really appreciates quality time. You know, I think a lot of us here really appreciate quality time. And something that I noticed was that even when my dad spent all day with my mom, if it was around other people or they were doing other things or his mind was elsewhere, she didn't feel like she got quality time with him. You know, it's this whole idea of like, if I never spent one-on-one -on -one time with somebody, if I never spent time dedicated to somebody, I don't think I'm prioritizing the relationship very well. You know, hey, Zach, just for sake of example here, let's say that I tell you right now that you are the most important thing in my life and I want nothing than, other than to be with you, right? And I never hang out with you one-on-one -on -one ever. I never dedicate any time to you to invest in the relationship. What would you say to me? I'd be really bummed out. Yeah. 
I would doubt what you were saying. Well, it's just an interesting concept that I've been thinking through, right? Luckily, the Lord is gracious and he's not my mom, right? Um, and also, he wants to walk with us all the time, not just in the time that we specifically dedicate to him. But um, I think that that's important. You know, it's important to prioritize the relationship, right? I think it's easy to sit here and say, oh, well, Lord, you are the Lord of my life and I put you above all and all this kind of stuff. But is it manifest? Wow. No. Yeah. Do I actually see it in my life? Wow. You know, something that my grandpa said to me all the time was, hey, show me your calendar and your pocketbook and I'll show you what your priorities are. Whoa. And it's, uh, it's just an interesting concept, right? Where my time goes, my heart is there. Where my money goes, my heart is there. You know, we're human. It's just the way that we operate. So it's just this whole concept of like, prioritization is really important, guys. You know, if we're going to sit here and say that, Lord, you're the Lord of my life, and you mean more to me than anything else, I better mean it. That's a big thing to say, you know? And by no means have I achieved this, obviously. If any of you know me, I know that to be the case. But it's what I'm striving after, you know? It's definitely what I'm striving after. Now, when I talk about quality time, when I talk about intimate time with the Lord, I think that it looks a little bit different with everybody. You know, the really cool thing about it is that he wants a unique relationship and an intimate relationship with each and every single one of us. Hey, Hannah, the Lord of Lord, the King of Kings wants an intimate relationship with you that looks different than his relationship with anybody else. Hey, Katie, the King of King, the Lord of Lords, the God of Jacob, the God of Isaac, the God of Israel wants a relationship with you that is different than his relationship with anybody else. Does that hit anybody at all? Like that gets me so incredibly excited. That makes me so incredibly reverent for who he is. Yeah. You know, the king of all, the creator of the heavens and the earth wants to spend time with me, not just once a week, every single day, all day, every second of it. Mm. You know, that's incredible. That's incredible. That's how far his love goes. Now, I think the second thing to think about is that he's Lord of the time. You know, uh, when we spend time with the Lord, when we kind of carry this Sabbath mindset, he declared that he's Lord of the time, right? Um, we weren't made for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for us. And in that time that we keep holy, that we dedicate to God, he better be the center of it. You know, I think that I used to freak out and I used to go into my uh, my quiet time with the Lord and my time that I set apart for him and I freak out and not really know what to do. You know, I'd be like, well, Lord, I feel like I have to do something right to be able to connect with you. You know, and I don't know if I'm supposed to pray today. I don't know if I'm supposed to worship today. I don't know if I'm supposed to read the word today or which one I'm supposed to do first. Maybe I'm supposed to do all three, but maybe there's an order like all this stuff. And I think that those are the times that we need to sit, dwell in his presence and listen. You know, sometimes there's something so beautiful about just sitting in his presence with absolutely no agenda, you know, with nothing to gain, not coming to him, nagging him only because I need something, you know, but simply because he loves me and he wants to spend time with me and I want the same, you know, we need Jesus and he desires to be with us, you know, big deal. 
Now, I think that when we come into this time, all we're in charge of is to be in his presence, fix our eyes on him, and listen to what he says. You know? That's, that's it. You know? I'm not going to compartmentalize it into a system. I'm not going to say, well, you must do this specifically first. You know, I think he'll lead you. You just have to listen. You know, my relationship with him is going to be far different from yours. So I'm not going to waste my time and tell you what mine looks like in my quiet time. Right. Because I know that he's going to call you into whatever he wants to call you into. That's just who he is. You know, when we grow our intimacy with the Lord, our relationship grows with it. That's just the way that it goes. You know, uh, a simpler way of saying that is when, when I grow closer to Jesus, I grow closer to Jesus. I know, super deep. It's like, wow, breakthrough moment. But it's true. And then I get to know his voice and I get to know his character. You know, that's a big deal. Hey, not because I have an agenda and that's all I'm looking for, but because he loves me so much that he wants nothing more than to share the depths of him with me. You know, I have this really cool guy living inside of me. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's called the Holy Spirit. And he actually like searches the depths of the father to bring back new revelation to me. Yeah. Each and every single time I spend time with him. That's just who he is, you know, and I don't have to strive after it. You know, he just does. And it's really, really, really cool. It's something that I don't have to earn. You know, it's something that he wants to do. I just have to say yes. And it's awesome. Yeah. You know, I only know what somebody's voice sounds like when I spend time with them. I only get to know somebody on a deeper level when I spend time with them. You know, if I've never met somebody, okay, quick example. Um, we're in DIA before, right? And I've never met you before, but I've heard about you from another person. My friend told me about you, um, and I was going to go meet you at DIA and uh, pick you up, right? And um, I get there, all right, and you're standing there, and all you're shouting in the midst of all of these people is, I'm here. I'm here. You know, and I'm expected to come and find you. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to do that if I don't know what your voice sounds like. You know, if I've never met you, if I've never spent time with you, then that's going to be really, really hard for me. You know, it's going to be really, really hard for me. And I think the cool thing about this, guys, is that we've never made it. You know, there's never a point where I'm going to be able to say, oh, I know the voice of the Lord 100% completely in every single area of my life on earth. You know? He's always calling for growth. There's always more revelation. Like he's so vast and so deep that it just continues, you know? And he's a king that wants to call me into increase. And it's awesome. Like there's never a peak in the relationship, you know? There isn't. And that's really, really cool. Jesus longs to be with us because he loves us. And he wants to be with us now. Like now, you know? Maybe 10 years ago, but like now, you know? The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago or today. You know, that's what he wants. He wants to be with us right now, not just in heaven like some of us were brought up to believe. You know, mm. and if you want to have the whole conversation of, well, will I inherit the kingdom of heaven if I don't know him now? That's a, that's a different conversation for another time. But just know that, you know, he wants that relationship with you now. I wrote down Matthew 6, 9 through 13. So we're going to go there. I'm going to be surprised. 
because I forgot what it was. <laughs> Typical Lex move. <laughs> Ooh, this is a good one. Way to go, Lord. What were the verses again? Oh, God. Matthew 6, 9 through 13. Thanks. Ooh. Yep. There's a little bit of sauce on this one. Solid little section here. Lord is so cool, guys. I can't stress that enough. I did this at work today, and, like, I was really worried, and he just gave me peace. You know, like Lex was right. I was frantically texting him all day. I was like, 7.30, that means I've got like 11 hours to prepare. I'm going to be working nine of those, you know. Like I don't even know what to do. And the Lord just told me, do not be afraid for I am with you. You know, it's really cool. Cool. You guys ready? Sweet. Anybody want to read? I've been talking a lot. I mean, I know I'm speaking tonight, but I've been talking a lot. Zach has his hand up. Zach, let's go. Zach, I got you. Happy Zach. All right. That's elder to you, actually. Happy but. Zachary. Sad Zach. All right, nine through 13, yeah? Is there? Or nine through 14, 15? You can if you want. I went to 13, but do what you feel, man. Okay. 13. Gotcha. Cool. All right. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts. As we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. That's cool. It's cool for a lot of reasons. Um, there are two very specific reasons that I'm going to bring to light right now, but just know it's cool for a lot of reasons. Um, so in this, the first thing that stuck out to me is when Jesus said, give us this day our daily bread, right? I was like, huh, bread, interesting. I remember in John 6, the Lord called himself the bread of life, and he said that um, whoever eats of him will not go hungry, you know? Again, it all goes back to, hey, do we know who our provider is and do we know where to find him? David did. You know, the minute that David was hungry, the minute that David was in need, he immediately went to the temple, met with God, made the bread of the presence. And Jesus gave us the invitation to do the same thing every single day. Hey, so I think this is really cool. I think that this is an invitation from the Lord not only to observe the Sabbath on one day a week, but to carry a Sabbath mindset with us all the time, every single day. Zach, could you read um, 11 again? Give us this day our daily bread. Oh, cool. Daily, right? Not weekly? Just check in. Does not say weekly, correct? Yes, sir. Cool. Very cool. Awesome. So this is a really cool invitation from the Lord, you know? Not only does he want to spend every single second of every single day with us, but that dedicated time that, you know, I get the opportunity to spend with him, he wants every single day. That's really cool. You know, that's awesome. 
You know, like I said before, we need Jesus more than anything. And he desires and longs to be with us. Cool. Does everybody understand what I mean when I say adopt a Sabbath mindset? Just in the sense of, hey, if we adopt this mindset, then we dedicate time to him each and every single day to be with him and to keep holy. Right? Does that make sense to everybody? Yeah? Yes. Yes. Cool. Awesome. Lex, I'm sorry, dude. I'm going to be like so responsive next week. <laughs> Feel my That's the punishment. That's the punishment. You have to uh, do a sermon if you don't talk. <laughs> well, you know, it was funny. I kind of got called out at the last, uh, last thing we did to do a coffee with Jesus. And I was a little bit apprehensive about that. Right. And then it was like, Hey man, you should leave guys group. And I was a lot more apprehensive about that. And then at seven 30 this morning, Lex is like, Hey man, you're preaching tonight. So you can imagine how I felt, but it's okay. The Lord's got it. So girls, you lucky. Hey, Hey, he's not I'm done. your leader and not Lex. Just kidding. Yeah. yeah. So oh, no, I was thinking it. <laughs> All right, Aiden. Sorry. No, it's okay. I definitely want to have this argument like the minute I'm done. So remember this, capture it. We'll bring it to the table. Everybody just go ahead as I'm talking and like think of your starting arguments, um, which side you're taking, why, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Um, but also like listen a little bit too, if you could, you know. Um, cool. So I think this is a calling, you know, it's a calling to dedicate every single day to the Lord and spend time investing in the relationship daily, right? It's not just him saying, hey, I want you to spend 15 minutes or 30 minutes or an hour with me every day and then we're good. Like you've invested in the relationship, so go about and live your day, you know? I think that he's actually calling us to something much deeper than that, um, to be aware of his presence all the time, you know? It's a big calling, and I'm not saying we have to have it all figured out right now, but it's definitely what I'm striving after, you know? I'm not even close to having it figured out in all transparency, but it's what I'm striving after because I need him, yeah. you know? It's not until I know him that my life has any kind of purpose, you know? Or true purpose. It might have purpose of the world, you know? But it doesn't have true heavenly eternal purpose until I can walk in the destiny that he's called me into. How do you think I walk in the destiny that he's called me into? Oh, maybe like know him? Hmm. Interesting. That, that would help. Yeah, a little bit, huh? Yeah. So when we know God and we know his character and we know his voice, and then from there we acknowledge that God is Lord, that we need him, and that he is our provider, then and only then can we partner with him to bring manifest on earth as it is in heaven. I can't bring on earth as it is in heaven if I don't know who God is. I can't bring on earth as it is in heaven if I don't know his voice. I can say it all day long because it sounds really cool, you know, but if I truly want to partner with Christ and rising up this world in the midst of this one where heaven and earth collide, then I need to know his voice and I need to know what it sounds like, mm. you know, it's a big deal. And then I wrote down Matthew 7, 21 through 23, and it was probably also important, and we're going to find out. 
Ooh, this one's a zinger. <laughs> Who's definition of a zinger? Am I reading this too? If nobody else volunteers. I'll read. Anna. Anna Banana. <laughs> you said 21 through what? 21 through 23. Okay. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Whoa. Zinger. Yeah, so, hey, we've unpacked this as a group before, but I want to do it just one more time with this lens on, right? Um, I think that in this scripture, there's a couple very, very big things, you know? First and foremost, I don't know. I consider uh, prophesying and I consider casting out demons and performing miracles um, kind of significant, you know? Um I feel like those are almost like a big deal. Like, I don't want to rank the spiritual giftings or anything like that. That's not what I'm attempting to do here. But when I think of those things, they get me kind of excited, you know? I think of them as, like, works of the Lord, you know? And his His work made manifest. Like, they're big, you know? But then I hear, I see Jesus saying, hey, not everybody who does these things is going to enter my kingdom, you know? And for a second, I was like, well, what does this mean? You know? But I think the depth behind it is that, we need to have a relationship with him, you know? We need to know what his voice sounds like, right? I can't do the will of the Father if I don't know what the will of the Father is. Mm. I can't do the will of the Father if I don't know who he is, you know? Like, I'm sorry, guys, but I have four voices going on in my head at all times. And, hey, I'm not like, this isn't like a multiple personality disorder thing. I'm not insane. I mean, I might be, but not in that way, Okay. Um, what I mean is like, Hey, I've got my voice. I've got the voice of the others around me. I have the enemy and then I have the Lord, you know, and how the heck am I supposed to decipher what is what if I've never heard the Lord's voice or I don't invest in that relationship, you know, it's a big deal. And Hey, he has grace, you know, and he's going to meet you where you're at. So I don't want you to go away from this all downtrodden, like, do I even know the voice of the Lord? Just like, just because I've done these things doesn't mean that I, you know, Hey, listen, you've, you've read scripture. So you've heard the Lord's voice, you know, you have, and he wants to meet you where you're at. It doesn't matter if you start off every single day by literally only saying, Lord, I love you, you know, or if you're spending hours upon hours with him every single day, he wants to take you where you're at. And he wants to take that to a whole new level of increase. Cause that's who he is. You know, he's a God of increase. You know, and just remember that he loves you so, so, so much. Like he wants to spend this time with you because he loves you. It's not an obligation from him because he's forcing you to. He wants to because he loves you so much. You know? Yeah. John three sixteen. I know it's really cliche nowadays, but for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Hey, the same God that created Adam and Eve 
in the garden and wanted to dwell with them forever is the same God who sent his son, the same God who left heaven to come down to earth and restore that relationship with you so that you can be intimate with him now. You know? Yeah. It's a big deal. And then in John 5, 19, Jesus says, truly, truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the father doing. For whatever the father does, the son does likewise. I think that's a really, really cool calling. You know, he's like, hey, nothing that I do is my own. I literally only do what I see him doing. You know, that's incredible. That's beautiful. But in order for me to do what I see the father doing, I need to be fixed on him. You know, Hmm. that's the only way that it works. That's the only way that any of this works, you know, but it is an incredible reality. But I can only walk in that destiny when I understand the voice and character of the one that guides me. Say it again. I can only walk in my destiny when I understand the voice and character of the one that guides me. Brilliant. The one that makes my path straight. So good. Hey, all I'm asking is that we make Jesus a priority again. You know, I'm not sitting here and saying, hey, well, you know, if I don't actually prioritize the Lord, like you just called this out of me of like, well, I say, I say he's the Lord of my life, but I don't really believe it. So I guess I'll just stop saying it and give up. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. You know, he wants to meet you where you're at and he wants to grow and increase with you. So what do you guys say? You think we can... Try to take him seriously again? You think we can dedicate that time to him again? You think we can make him the Lord of our lives again? Or am I just crazy? Because that happens sometimes, you know? I never really know. 